everyone, and welcome to the 24th episode of the Mini Gaming Union podcast for Tuesday, June the 14th. I'm your host, Osiris, and I'm here with Daryl. Hello, everyone. And Colin. Good afternoon. Ah, oh, it's been a busy week for you guys. An incredibly busy week. Oh, it week. certainly has. And, I think that's, uh, an understa- that's the understatement of the year. Have we properly recovered yet? I, no. This, this, I could, this could be a very, very strange show. Yes. Lack of sleep Indeed. and overexcitement. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is our special E3 show. Uh, last week was E3. And yay, lots of announcements. So... Lots of stuff coming up on the site, and we're hoping to preview a little bit of what's going to be coming up on the site by talking about what games the guys have seen, and uh, demos, and the previews, and the trailers, and all those little tidbits from E3. Um, and oh, I'm lost now. Um, we saw over like a hundred games, so there is yeah, plenty. I've of got stuff like 31 coming. articles I need to write up. Why haven't you done them already? I did one last night, damn it. <laughs> if we go one a day, they'll be done in a month. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then it'll be in time for Gamescom. something else. Gamescom. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the time you finish with that, it'll be TGS. TGS. Yeah, and then it'll be Christmas. <gasps> so then you don't need to worry about news droughts anymore. There are no news droughts. There were never news droughts. Uh, just as a reminder for anybody that's never listened to this show before, this is Mini Gup, a community show for the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series and the Gaming Union forums. Um, as I've already said, this is our E3 special, and that's all we're covering this show, actually. E3! We've got some comments from our conference live blogs that you guys were all... Well, not all of you. Some of you guys were um, present at, and general jollities from E3 in California. Yay. I'd, I'd also like to take this time to apologise personally for the fact that Kingdom Hearts Union did not air last week. <gasps> what happened? That we had a few technical issues and uh, unfortunately the show couldn't be salvaged. Oh so, no, more yeah. exploding computers. Something like oh, that. Oh boy. <laughs> so yes, if... Uh, I. I Hopefully, the next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union will more than make up for it. Yes. We will have E3 to talk about and how it oh, wasn't there. How, how <laughs> the little lack of Kingdom E3. Hearts at E3. Yeah. It was devastating. Aww. FF and KH Union has a new show every Tuesday. The series includes three different shows that follow our weekly release cycle of Kingdom Hearts Union, Final Fantasy Union, and Minigup, when computers do not explode. Exactly. Yes. This- this podcast was produced by GamingUnion.net and TweaksMusic.com. It comes out on iTunes and the Gaming Union Network. A uh, quick little announcement here about the character battle. Daryl, do you want to tell us a little sneak peek about what we may or may not be doing with that? I presume this is about the podcast. Yes, the the ever-requested podcast. Yes, so what we are probably going to do, and this is not a confirmation... <laughs> Well, we're probably people going are to holding do. you to your word. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Probably, I, I have I have an exit clause. <laughs> uh, we'll probably be doing a podcast at the end of each of the major rounds. So, like at the end of round one, we'll probably do something when that ever happens, Colin. That should be and, soon because um, there are only two more battles left in round one. Yes, it went on a bit of a hiatus during E3, but it's understandable. Oh, super, super busy. Exactly. Um, and then we'll probably do one at the end of round two and then as the rounds get less and less battles we'll kind of condense them a bit so yeah we are we're looking into doing a character battle podcast but it won't be anywhere near as frequent as last year's yeah we did like 13 or 14 episodes last year and it was insanely insane 
insanely yes. insane. Yes, if you listen to them, they kind of get more crazy as they go on. Because <laughs> there was less, less to talk less. about. <laughs> less about the actual character battle itself and more and, about random yeah. things. Yeah, so yeah. Stop asking for them because we do know you want them and we are planning on doing them. So. <laughs> stop it, stop asking. Be happy, people. Okay, so let's move on to the the main topic, the main starry lights and everything. E3. <gasps> Yay! Applause. Now, I want to preface this by saying I was not there and Daryl and Colin are, so we've got two we're st- sides we're not there to this anymore. conversation here. We were Well, there. you were. 24 hours ago, you were still... Were you still... No, you would have left. Anyway, by the time this comes out, it would have been ages ago. And you <laughs> have sad pan yeah, faces. E3, E3 would have been a distant thing in the past. Everyone's already thinking about E3 2012. Oh, I can't wait. They've already announced the dates for that. I believe so, yes. In the distant future. So the E3 kicks off every year with the conferences from the big three. That Microsoft, be, um, Nintendo and Sony. Yeah, well, that was a bit different this year because Sony, how it usually goes is that Microsoft are the first big company to have their conference on the Monday. Mm -hmm. And then there's usually the Ubisoft EA conference and Activision usually have one, but they didn't this year. Yeah, they didn't have one this year. And then on the Tuesday, you have Nintendo in the morning and then Sony before E3 officially starts. But this year... Sony was on the Monday. Yeah, Sony decided to go on Monday after everyone else. And And they kind of went all out. Yeah. Was there any reason for that? Or yeah, they pretty much just said because usually what happens is because it's Nintendo always run late with their podcast. Mm-hmm. Nintendo always run late with their press conference. Yeah. And um, then everyone has to rush over to Sony. Sony have to start late, and the show starts at about twelve. But yeah. Sony's the the last two years, Sony's press conferences have ended at sort of like twelve thirty. So. If you have appointments at 12, it's not possible to get back yeah. on time. And, like, you know, Sony wanted to show off everything this year, so... Mm, yeah, right after the press, the they had, like, a hands-on thing for two hours. Yeah, they they just wanted to they wanted to make it so that people could check out their stuff and not have any pressure on them to... That was probably a really good plan, uh, you know, considering how long it took Colin to queue to play the Vita. <laughs> well, that was just for the Vita, I mean, for, like, games like Uncharted 3, Resistance 3, and Starheart, the lines weren't that long. Ah. The Vita, however, was, like, two flipping hours. And it was worth every second, wasn't it, Colin? <laughs> Silence, we call Well, considering they only gave us four minutes with each game... Colin was just, Colin's just thinking, I'll never get those two hours back. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, they did have, you know grilled beef sandwiches hot dogs and tater tots so it's all good you were more who, concerned who's... about the food of course who's the special guest uh, I think it was some DJ forget his name I see. I'm not hip enough to know him <laughs> clearly anyway we'll talk a little bit more about Vita later on but at the moment we're focusing on the big three conferences uh, let's start off as Microsoft did with their conference what did you guys think which Daryl you were there weren't you and Colin I, I was... wasn't there Colin, Colin wasn't there either yeah, was, two of uh, us were handling the news, uh, the news and the live blog. Uh, Jordan, yeah, Lauren, Lauren, and Sean, Lauren, Sean, Sean and Jordan went to that one, but I, I um, wrote up the impressions after it, and I believe my word to describe it was underwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm Just in agreement with that. It was it was a, a massive balls up, really, no. because Microsoft launched everything about their press conference on their website before the press conference aired. Well, and that was, was that accidental official or well. was it leaked? It was it was officially done. It was on you know ah. Microsoft it was officially done on the official website but they did not intend for it to go up that early. Yes. Oh I see. So, so everybody pretty much knew what was going on already. Yeah. yeah. 
everyone knew exactly what was going to be shown so like Halo 4 probably would have had more of an impact had it not yeah. everyone knew it didn't it wasn't coming even then though Halo 4 and the new trilogy all they showed was a teaser trailer yeah it, I, it, it was just, it was weird it was it was a lot better than last year's conference definitely a lot but, better I mean even the Kinect year, stuff that they showed was, pre- was pretty interesting like fa- Fable the Journey and yeah, but the I Ghost Recon stuff the Gunsmith was pretty cool I think well the Ghost Recon stuff you can just do with the controller anyway yeah so you know it wasn't that big of a deal it looked but... so awkward though seriously I just randomize thought, why would you want to like and shooting that was not accurate at all <laughs> the shooting like, the shooting was hilarious people complain about con- like console controllers oh. being like dif- difficult compared to mouse but motion controls no way is anybody well you have to consider the guy was demoing it in front of millions of people I'm sure he wasn't like in a very calm state of mind (laughs) yes you you know usually when your heartbeat is racing you can't aim that accurately yeah I'd say it was live uh, I thought I thought by the looks of it most of the um, Microsoft one was were recorded. That might just be me. (laughs) Well Disneyland Adventures was a bit of a sketchy one because it didn't look like It didn't look like anything the kids were doing were affecting what was going on on the screen. No, definitely. But the kids were just jumping on stage. The moment they brought up the kid actors, I was like, oh, face pop. Where's Skittles? Where is Skittles? Please don't break up Skittles. Yeah, but I... The whole thing was that they didn't have anything new to show off other than Halo 4. And the core gamers. And for the Kinect stuff, how I sum it up is, like, if you like what Kinect is doing so far, then they showed they have more on the way. Like, they've got Kinect Sports 2, they've got Dance Central 2, they've got Fable. If you don't like what Kinect's doing, then there was absolutely nothing that would make you want to get it. I, I mean, agree. even some of the things that they were doing with Kinect, like the voice commands, that can be done without Kinect. Exactly. Kinect just makes it easier, because Kinect has, like, in- built-in um, voice recognition stuff, so they don't have to program it themselves. But, yeah, it can already be done. Oh, I, don't, can... I don't know whether it's going to be make it more immersive or make it less immersive if you're trying to. Well, what they showed with Mass Effect was pretty pointless because it was like you can. Read yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to read out the dialogue options. I'll just click on the button because he doesn't yeah. even say what you've said. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's like battle commands for like your your teammates, that could be quite useful. It could, but then again, you've got to also think it's only going to be cool if you're by yourself. Because mm. yeah. kind of, imagine if you're sitting in your family people. room or something, and you'd be like going, "Rachel, move up, flank them, cover <laughs> me, <laughs> charge!" What, what a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Right, so, um, so yeah, that Microsoft was pretty, pretty flat because they had nothing. Yeah, I should add right here that um, whilst you guys were putting up live vlogs, we were actually how hel- we actually held a live chat with members of the community whilst the um, the conferences were going on, and we were watching the streams live. So we had quite a lot of comments on our live vlogs, um, and and some of them were more serious than not. Which one of you guys want to take the first comment? Uh, I'll take I'll take the first comment, and it's from uh, Eskimo Keith or Nick, as we call him. And okay, he says ag- ag- about the Microsoft press conference. Agreed, though I would have to give it second place considering Nintendo's announcement with an iPad with button. Ooh, there's a lot of controversy about Nintendo's announcements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On that note, wasn't Apple's conference supposed to be taking place at the same time? It and was. How yeah. it, it was. No there was no, like nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> it's just nothing. Good job there, Apple. I, he- um, I heard some stuff, but that's only from Apple fanboys. Yeah. Hunter Slasher 13 said, Yeah, Microsoft wasn't that good, and the only thing that they had was Halo 4, and that was only mildly interesting. I would have to say, Microsoft just bored me. I mean, I really love seeing Tomb Raider, 
but that didn't necessarily need to be in their conference. Well, yeah, I, the way it, it started off as it went, as it carried on with the Modern Warfare Three bug, like the please reconnect oh, yeah. your controller. Oh, when they showed Modern <laughs> Warfare Three, that was amazing. It's like, oh, it's okay. It's like, all right, so it's bu- it's building up, and the, and you can hear the music, and all of a sudden. The guy's controller disconnects and the pause screen comes up. Oh. And it's like, reconnect your Xbox 360 controller. Yeah, it, was kind of str- it was kind of strange that they tried, they showed Tomb Raider instead. Because I thought that, you know, they were, and Sony didn't do it either, really. Like, neither of them bigged on the third party titles you'd think that they would. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I Final think Sony had a bit more than was absent. Yeah, but like still, like Microsoft, surely they'd want to go for franchises that are like a Sony. Like Batman is a Sony franchise because of the whole Joker thing. Arkham City, they want to be a big title for them. Didn't show it. Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two was clearly bigger on PS3. Didn't show it. Dark they showed Souls, glimpse of them in their montage clip, but they didn't mm. actually talk about it. Just strange, very strange choice. I think all of the conferences were quite strange this year. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we can I'm get honest. onto this a bit. We can get onto this a bit later, but I think it's just a, a growing trend, and because they're all worried about leaks, so mm. you know, yeah. no one wants no one wants to save anything for E3 anymore. A lot yeah. of them are announcing things before E3. The week before. I think that there was nothing really in Sony's conference that nobody, you know, already knew about. Yeah, I mean, outside of Didn't Uncharted 3, Sony's conference Well, was we can go on we can go on to Sony now if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. let's do that. That's a nice segue that was accidentally done. <laughs> it, was, it was professionally oh, was done, it? and then you pointed it out. It's not a good segue if you point it out. <laughs> So what did you guys... Which of you guys... It was Colin at Sony? Yeah, it was yeah, me, was Jordan, and Sean at Sony. It started out... I think it started out pretty strong with Uncharted 3, but after that... I was surprised it, they started with it, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, it was the a demo was decision. amazing. Like, the graphics, the visuals, the physics, the lighting. It, was, I it, was it all looked really, out. really good. I was but, freaking out. But and, the, and then they went on to Resistance 3, which has to be the worst demo of any of the press conferences. I don't think, yeah. I'm not overly they, interested they in Resistance, in but I could even tell that Resistance wasn't really 3 showing was like it no off well. Yeah. well it, was, it was just, it was also the fact that the guy presenting it was terrible. Yeah, like he, <laughs> that was that as well. He kept trying to make jokes which just fell flat and it was just, oh, Nobody it was so cringeworthy. But the demo itself was like two seconds long and they didn't show anything. It, it didn't show Resistance 3. Yeah. They spent more time talking about the sharpshooter bundle and mm-hmm. the 3D TV than they did the actual game. I keep forgetting about that TV bundle. I mean, when it was that, when they started talking about it, about what was the price? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. You yeah. get the TV, a pair of glasses, and Resistance Three. That is such an amazing deal, but I, it just leaves my mind immediately after I stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, I think that's pretty, pretty much, much just the the consensus of the Sony conference, really, because they didn't show anything. The that thing was with the cool. Sony conference is that the presentations were really, really bad outside of Uncharted 3. Like, yeah, nobody I mean, knew what had... was going on. Like, Ono from Capcom came up and, and showed, like, Street Fighter across Tekken. And and he kind of forgets to turn, out, turn off the sound. He just rips the jack out of the Vita and dumps it on the floor. I think, I think they um, were trying too hard to just rely on what they had rather yeah. than being flashy. I mean, we- it's, it was okay for Uncharted 3 because they knew how, how much people are anticipating that game, but they couldn't really rely on that for everything else. We had Ken Levine as well who came on and was just like, that was probably, that was even more awkward than Gabe Newell last year. I'm sure he was trying to be funny, but it just came off as kind of, I don't know, like he didn't care. Yes, like I made some really derogatory comments towards Move. Sony gave me a call. Now I love it. Yeah, 
How and then they brought Kobe was... Bryant out for NBA 2K11, and that was... That was probably, that... like, one of the best parts. Are you serious? I fell asleep during that part. Oh, I couldn't care less I when could, they bring I, out... I, okay, first of all, I'm not a fan of Lakers or the Heat, so it... I just... Uh, no. He was one of the only people that on the stage that actually had any kind of charisma. Personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll give him that that much, but the, the presentation itself was boring. It was just... The thing about the Sony conference is that they had a lot more to show than Microsoft... But yeah. at the same time, they didn't show anything that we didn't already know. I think they put so much focus on showing off the Vita. Yeah, and they didn't show anything new, though. And that they told the us that the was... price. And yeah, that but is... then they could have done that without showing everything else. True. You know what I mean? Like, if they were going to spend so much time showing off the Vita, why did they show off exactly what we already saw? Actually, it, they showed less than they showed in the Japanese press conference. Because you didn't even have, like, Kojima coming out with, like, the Metal Gear demo. They literally just showed those few games that they have. Like well, they the showed demos they showed Street Fighter Cross Tekken on Vita. They did not show Bioshock that was, that was Infinite it. on Vita, even though it was, even and though Levine announced Ab- it. Golden Abyss as well. They had Golden Abyss, which we've seen tons of times already. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. they, well, they showed Ruin. I think well, Ruin was kind of the cool one because he kind of switched from Vita to PS3. Yeah, but that was the only cool thing about it. Exactly. It was yeah. I I I did notice how. Um, both Microsoft and Sony made a big fuss about like the features and stuff, whereas Nintendo sort of integrated that into them showing the Wii U. It was like well, it's it's strange because if you think about how press conferences were in the past, because both Microsoft and Sony have all these peripherals now, they have to dedicate time to it. Yeah, like, five years ago, you would have gone to the Sony press conference. They would have been like. We've got this game. We've got this game. We've got this game. Yeah. Here's a few sales figures. Now we've got this game. We've got this game. And most of those games that they were showing, we probably wouldn't have even known about. Mm. Like, if you think about, like, the year they showed off, like, Final Fantasy... I think 2009 was probably the last one they did that was decent because they had, like, Final Fantasy fourteen. No one knew about that. They showed off, like, Agent, and they showed off all these games. They didn't really spend much time talking about Move. They showed time... To- they Obviously, they showed some time about it. But that was because it was like in the concept stage then, and that was like an amazing demo of it as well. Yeah. Do you and think that's more a reflection of the way that businesses are taking, you know, how they're developing their games and their technology, or more a reflection on the fact that there's just no real announcements anymore? I th- I think it's 2009 was the last. Well, it was the first one where everything started getting leaked. Yeah. Because you know that year was the PlayStation Go, right? PSP Go, mm-hmm. yeah, and that and that just like all got out, and I think PlayStation Slim as well. That was PS3 Slim was that year, yeah. but yeah, I think it was. And I'm sure there was some other stuff as well that got leaked, and you know, I think and last uh, yeah, year, ju- just stuff the problem got is again. that there aren't any really big surprise announcements. I mean, Far Cry 3 from the Ubisoft press conference that came out of left field. Nobody was expecting that. Overstrike as well, yeah, Overstrike oh, as well. Overstrike looked good. Yeah, and I, I was actually like, surprised know, that. Overstrike was not announced at the PS3 press conference, and it's like I I was speaking to the guy who who uh, who's the creative director on Starhawk, and I was like, why did you decide to announce it beforehand? Why didn't you wait for E3? Because you would have had so much more impact on mm-hmm. a global scale. But he was just like, well, if you do that, yeah, you would have done that, but we wouldn't have had much control, and there wouldn't have been a much focus on us. So yeah. It's about it's about the leaks, but it's also about them. Everything is becoming more business orientated now. 
Yeah. It's not so much about the wow factor, it's about how can we get the most exposure. And I think that's that's part of the reason why they spend so much time trying to sell us, like, move and connect and stuff, because they know that they they need to move more units of it, rather than them actually focusing on buy more games. Yay! Oh, no, I must admit, Uncharted 3 in 3D looked pretty sweet. How much did you play in 3D? The whole demo? Well, no, no, we did... The single player the was not playable in 3D. Oh, of course, but yeah. Yeah, the demo that they showed at the press conference was in 3D. Yeah, I watched it in 2D and it still looked freaking sweet. <sighs> yeah, should we move on to Nintendo? Or do you want... Oh, you got some comments first. Yeah, we got, got some, some comments. comments. Okay, first one. First comment about the Sony press conference is from Varnus. And he says, meh, the only thing that people have liked about the Sony conference were the price tags. I have to admit, I was really excited when I saw that the Vita price tag was pretty it much It was pretty interesting same. because I was, I was sitting behind a certain analyst at the press conference and mm-hmm. what was his name Colin? Uh, it might have it might start with an M and end with a Icopactor <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the moment Sony announced the price tag he kind of got up and left Ooh, if I recall is... he he, well, didn't he, he said that. it was going to be like $500 or something no it was like three, like 300 or 400 three, like 399 or something Pactor got it wrong I can't believe but I was actually surprised that Sony managed to uh, match the price of the 3DS. That I think that's going to be integral to how much the Vita sells. Well, yeah, because when you if you if the 3DS continues to like do what it's doing right now, mm-hmm. which is underperforming majorly, when the three when the when the Vita comes out, you're going to have two consoles at exactly the same price, and it's like and it's one be a no definitely for most offers people. more value for your dollar. Especially if the price war happens over in the UK again. Yeah, I've you know I've already like people I've had have come up to me and said, "Oh, I'm going to import it, seeing as it's region free because it'd be so much cheaper." And it's it's not actually that much overpriced from what they said in the conference, like because they had prices for euros and we don't have euros in the UK. Yeah, and I mean the the 3DS was supposed to be two twenty, I think two thirty. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being like two, t- uh, one sixty, one seventy. So. Yeah, that was pr- prior to the actual launch of the device. Yeah, yeah, it had like a fifty pound price cut before it even launched. <laughs> but yeah, I I was really impressed that they managed to. That, well, I don't know how how little they're going to be making per unit for it, but I was impressed that they were able to set that price. That is pretty much my dream price for what it was going. I to think it, it's pretty much a last throw of the dice because. Handhelds are not excelling in the way that they would hope because of like the iPhone and Android Mm -hmm. and the iPad as well. And if they had a higher price and it didn't sell, it would pretty much be the end of it. So I think they've they've decided to take one. um, Probably kind of like the the PS3, just sell it at a loss. Yeah, because they have to. Eventually, over time, the price of technology would drop, and it drops surprisingly quickly. Mm -hmm. So eventually, they'll start to turn a profit on the thing. I think they also learned with the PS3 that if they don't have that initial momentum, it's hard. Yeah. And in the PS3, they were able to go through because the console market is not dwindling, but the handheld market is dwindling, and they can't afford to not have early momentum. But I wouldn't say the handheld market is dwindling. It's just that a lot of the sector is mo- moving to to like like you said. Yeah, well, the handheld and... market as we know it, like with the like the Game Boy, you know that kind of handheld. I think it makes a difference that they're trying to integrate, you know, cloud saving and being able to move straight from your your PS Vita onto your PS3 and things like that. 
they're trying to make it so it's it's more relevant to people that aren't into their handhelds because i think they must get a bit jaded because japan in japan handhelds are like massive so popular yeah but over here over in the west we just don't seem to get it as much well, even even that though, the 3DS isn't doing very well in Japan. Well, that's only because of the price, and, well, and I guess also the lack of like software. It. Yeah. <laughs> Although Nintendo's, well, or do you want to take the last comment before we go on to Nintendo? Yeah, I'll take this. Zerial said, "What I got from Nintendo is more gimmicks, toys, and no next-gen gameplay. What I got from Xbox was some repeated sequels, while awesome, still same old." So. Yeah, more frustration, I think. I I don't I think that's kind of ironic because it's kind of the same with Sony's press conference. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we got more I, of the move, we got safe. more of games we already know about. The it's only strange. thing that was new was the price and the Dust Five One Four announcement, but no one even cares about. Well, that the thing anyway. with Dust Five One Four was that it was announced like years ago, and we never heard of it since until to, until last last week at the press conference. It was strange all round. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So, Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo, what were they doing? They opened with an orchestra playing Zelda, and it just went downhill from there. The fanboys loved it. I oh, loved the it. the fanboys loved it. The music was nice. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say that it wasn't nice, although the streams, it sounded terrible on the streams, but it had nothing really to do with games. Well, the thing they were going for was the theme of the like Zelda's 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. But, and just talking like, about Zelda, more Zelda, and then yeah, Zelda like after Skyward Sword, and especially when they introduced the Wii U, things just got messed up. Everyone Everybody was confused. In the in the conversation that we're having on the live blogs was just so confused about the Wii U. It wasn't clear what they were talking about. We didn't like, know is whether it the another peripheral the for thing? the Wii, or is it actually a new system? Exactly, and it well, it's because they didn't show the console. Exactly, that's the whole you, thing. Usually, people do the it console. the other way around. They show the console and and then maybe the controller, or both at the same time. But this one was just the controller. I mean, I understand because the controller is a really big a really big part of what the Wii U is. But it's just why if they'd shown like here is what the console looked like, but look, the controller is so much more awesome to look at. Then fair enough. It's just they just showed the controller. So it just made it look like it was just an add-on for a Wii or something like that? Well, it wasn't that. It was the fact that the Wii modes were being used in conjunction with it. Mm-hmm. But like you were saying, and there, surprisingly, the Wii modes on the Wii U were kind of like one-for-one one one motion sensing. Yeah, they actually work a lot better. Oh, yes, you guys got hands-on. Yeah, there's no sensor bar. It was, very, it was very strange. And you see, I can understand the confusion with the press conference, but until you actually get the Wii U into your hands... You can't really judge judge the thing. I have to admit, I looked at it and it looked like a cheap piece of tat. It really did. It looks cheap. My but... initial concerns were that the 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 Wii U controller is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. and that it was going to be heavy. It looks heavy. Yeah, but and like it is if you're going to have to use light. batteries and stuff as well, and it fits perfectly in your hands. I was concerned with the yeah. button layout, with how they did the uh, circle pads up above the face button, up the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. Because uh, my experience with the 3DS was that my fingers would cramp up. But that is sort of integral it's to Nintendo honestly, controllers. Honestly, it's yeah. As Colin was just about to say, once you actually play it, it it's fine. It's a completely different story. It's interesting. It's much. It's much like holding an iPad. Yeah, it's light. It fits. Really? It's it's intuitive. It's an iPad with buttons. As so Nick did, says. <laughs> what did you actually get to play on it? Because they didn't actually have any none games. None of the demos they, they showed. Tech, they just yeah, had none tech of, demos. They had, 
like Super Mar- what Super Mario Brothers me Super Super Mario Brothers me uh, battle, which is just Super me. Mario Brothers Wii Chase me yeah Battle me Chase me um like Stretch me they had the Shield that's... thing I forget what it's called Shield Bash Shield Bash that was surprisingly that's a rhythm game and it's quite fun mm-hmm. and the other one was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess the yeah, HD the, I th- I mean do we want to talk about this now or do we want to talk about it a bit later we can we can carry on talking about the Wii U or whichever whichever if you've got things to say about the Wii U go for it well I was just the, the weird thing about the Wii U is that you only have one of these controllers yeah you can't have it's two only ever, it's only ever, yeah you've, it, it's designed so that you only have one and then you have four Wii remotes mm. so, so it's kind of like a party thing where you pass, use pass thing. things around so Robin rounds I quite which is really strange because it, imagine if you've got kids they're both going to want to play it they're going to fight over it something's going to break it's teaching our children to share yeah but children it's don't not share not. you know yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's very, it's very, very strange. I, it, it's, it's strange. Do you think it's going to help Nintendo get back in the game? Because everybody was saying yes, when but Project I don't know for how long. announced. Yeah, the thing is, because with, with the way the generation's going, like this generation, it might be obsolete in two years. Yeah. Yeah, you, you've got the fact that right. So clearly, from the press conference, Nintendo showed a lot of third-party games are being developed for the Wii U. All of those third-party games will also be on PS3 and 360, so the Wii U is being gimped to suit the current console generation. It's not going; they're not they're not touting it as a next-generation console. They're touting it as a current-generation console. Yeah, and the thing is, developers are saying before. that it's more than ca- capable of running games that are better than PS3 and 360. Yeah, exactly. That it's like you know, many people speculate the 360 is holding the PS3 back, but it's like much worse than that. Now it's, it's it, PS3 you know, it's and 360 that are holding Wii U back. Yeah. So the thing is that if the PlayStation 4 and Xbox 720 come out, will they be so far ahead that it won't be worth developing for the Wii U anymore? I think it depends on how far ahead we're getting. Whether it's going to well, be a couple of years if or th- five years. If you think That's about it, I, if I Nintendo think... is confident enough to release the Wii U next year. It might be powerful enough to last into the next generation. Well, I've heard rumors that the specs are actually pretty good. Yeah, like they It's big to, to to run games like Dark Siders Two. It's actually being quite gimped. Like they're really having to tone things down. And I think from that perspective, it's put a weight off of Sony and Microsoft's shoulders, like you wouldn't believe, because mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about a new console pushing things forward anymore. Because the Wii U's already being toned down to suit them. Yeah. They're, the Wii, the, the Nintendo are basically saying, we concede. Yeah. We don't have the power to take it to you. We're having to play your game now. So Sony and Microsoft are under absolutely no pressure to release any new systems. The only pressure that they have is from each other. And it was disappointing because the speculation before E3 was this was going to bring things forward now. But it's just still sort of staying sort of a bit stagnant. Honestly, I mean, I know, I mean, I know they are moving forwards with what they're doing, but it's not really putting. Yeah. I I think it's going to depend on how things go. Like if if the public, it's all going to really depend on third party publishers because Nintendo can do whatever they want, as shown by Sony. You, Sony you, you know, you know what's going to be all these amazing third party titles, and the third party titles are still crap. You look at like games like I don't know, like Red Dead, and you see that the Xbox 360 version is better, but then you compare that. To something like Uncharted, and clearly Uncharted is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm looking With forward the... to is seeing the first-party Nintendo games on the Wii U, and see if they'll be able well, to top that of the PS3. Well, that's the thing. If, if they if they decide to just go all out and produce like a stunning game, then 
the third parties might suddenly go, well, maybe we should start making Wii U exclusives. If the Wii U really takes off, then they they'll do that. They'll they'll drop the three PS3 and the 360 if they can make more money from the Wii U. By then, and Sony it- and Microsoft would have a lot of pressure to put out a new system. Yes. So I think that there are quite a few ways this can go. I think if that scenario does happen, then Sony and Microsoft will make will release consoles that destroy the Wii U, and then publishers will be under pressure to drop the Wii U. So you know, as Colin was saying, this console may have a life cycle of like two years and it's going to be entirely dependent on how they market it though because from where I was sitting watching the stream I obviously haven't got any hands on experience I was extremely sceptical and Gamer Dude on the forum said this as well um, I thought the presentation for the Wii U was poor and when he first watched it turned off by the new name which we thought was awful and just the image of the controller being shown and obviously the confusion with whether it was a peripheral and whatever I think for this to succeed they need to get it out to as many people as possible to get their hands on it from what you guys are saying and to what my impressions were and the people that were joining in in the live blog conversation we just didn't get it at all I think Game of kind of hit on something there with the name (coughs) if you think about how many people bought the Wii and you think about how many people casual people bought the Wii and then it just sits there and they're going to be thinking well that you know that I spent like £200 on that and now it just sits there. It was a bit of a waste of money, wasn't it? Yeah. Since they used the same name for the Wii U and it doesn't even sound like a sequel or it a predecessor. It weird. Or a successor, sorry. Are they going to be thinking, if I buy the Wii U, am I going to be getting exactly the same thing again? Like, if, Is it yeah. just going to be a purchase? Is it is going to sit there? And the worst thing is that, and I don't know how official this is or anything, but a UK retailer listed it for like £400. Yeah, so that's not going to work. If it it's does retail for £400, I highly doubt there would be a lot of people running out to buy it. Yeah, especially if the, it's all its prime primary audience are people that already have a Wii anyway. But what's ironic with the name is that while people still struggle with NGP and Vita, like they don't want to call it Vita... I, the thing with the Wii U is that everybody is now calling it Wii U instead of Cafe. No no one has called it Cafe since they announced it. That's very true. People adapted to it immediately. Even though I argue the concept behind the name is not very good compared to my current opinion of it. It's all well, about when you. When we were in the press conference, um, <laughs> Reggie was going on about how all these things that, you know, like unique uh, and all these things like that. Where's the beginning with you that were just yeah. like, going to be epitomizing? And someone shouted out behind us, useless! <laughs> <laughs> oh. So it was overall a pretty disappointing set of conferences, if I'm honest. Yeah, this year they didn't really. I mean, Nobody I think I, personally, was, I think yeah, they, Ubisoft had the best conference. Yeah, I loved Ubisoft. There, there, was, there were no single moments that made you go, "Whoa!" You see, the thing with that, that is that because coming. EA and Ubisoft concentrated on the games. Mm-hmm. I think that's integral. Yeah, game I mean, after only, game after game. The only thing in the entirety of the whole thing that got me really excited was Uncharted, and I mean that was a given. Everybody was looking to see what they were going to bring to that. And that was at the start of the press conference. And that was right at the start. So, I mean, I know that they wanted to focus on Vita, so they would they were never going to, like, put that anywhere but last. But it was just like, well, now I've got no real reason to watch. Yeah. And, and, and now that you, you mentioned that, it just made me remember something. In both the Nintendo and the Sony conferences, they teased the new console before they actually spoke about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like with the, with the, in the Nintendo one, they like were saying, "Oh, we've got this new stuff, but we're not going to talk about it just yet." <laughs> <laughs> and then in the Sony one, Ken Levine pulls out an NGP and it's just like, "Well, yeah, we've got a Bioshock something working on this, but we don't know what it is yet." And then they don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's like here's here's the new console, but now we're going to talk about Move. Oh, and it. To be honest, that was a bit. Nintendo did that all of the way through. It's like, this is the controller, but we're not going to actually tell you anything else yeah. about the console. Oh, by the way, the there's going to be a super. By the way, there's going to be a Super Smash Brothers. Maybe. Maybe. We don't wink, know yet. Wink. No confirmation. Uh, yeah, I think I just promised that there's going to be a Super Smash Brothers, but I don't know if I did. <laughs> it's for you to decide. So let's move on from the conferences and move on to the games that you guys saw whilst you were wandering about in the ever-growing mess of just... So many games! So much stuff. We this saw so like 100 games. over games across the five of us. So what impressed you the most? Each of you guys impressed you the most? Go, Colin, go. We well, Actually, before I do this, I'll precursor this. On the, the last day of E3, we went out for a, a nice celebratory meal and we asked each other what we thought would be game of the game of the show. None of us said the same thing. <laughs> nope. And none of us said Uncharted Three. <gasps> That's got to be my. There's game a reason show. for that, though. There's a okay. reason for that. You but... can get to that in a minute, Colin. Right, so, what's your, what was your favorite? What What I said last night at first, I wasn't thinking straight. I said Ace Combat Assault Horizon, but that's only because it surprised me. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to have to go with Mass Effect Three and Battlefield. <gasps> The Mass Effect 3 demo that they showed at uh, the Microsoft conference was just one small part of it. Like The actual behind-closed-doors was pretty damn amazing. Colin cried. <laughs> I did more than just cried. <laughs> like, it's just the, the, tone of the, the tone of the game. Like, okay, in Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, you're going after like, the collectors, uh, you're working with Cerberus. Uh, the, the, these might be spoilers, but whatever. The game's been out for a while. And then you come this to Mass Effect... Mad. Three and everything's so very solid. Like it's like everything you do, ev- like everything you do is futile. The demo they showed at the Microsoft press co- press. Why conference. even play the game then? Sorry. Why even play the game? Because th- because that's it. It's just how how the game makes you feel. Colin lives a desolate life anyway. Uh, yes, yes. It's, yes. A it's nice like when break. you're playing MGS two and they're like, turn the console off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Metagus, that kind of scared me, but I won't get into that. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying the. Uh, you saw, Did you guys watch watch that demo they showed? Well, I know Daryl did, but what about you, Chloe? I haven't seen... I saw the um, the Connect voice commands for Mass Effect 3, and I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, they, sh- they pretty much showed uh, Shepard fighting this giant Reaper, and no matter what he did, what he did nothing, nothing worked. And it was the same like with the behind-closed-doors demo, they showed the Earth level when mm-hmm. the Reapers were invading Earth. And the scale of it was huge. They didn't just have one one massive Reaper, they had like five moving so in the were, background, destroying five. Yeah, it's really, really epic. And they, they, they the even showed like a trilogy? glimpse of the uh, ability trees and the specializations. There is a lot more than Mass Effect 2. So I'm so pretty darn excited about that. The Mass Effect 2. From what they've showed, it definitely looks a lot better. That'll please a lot of Mass Effect fans. Yeah. Definitely. So, Daryl, what was yours? I'm going to say Skyrim. Of oh, course yeah, you're going to say Skyrim. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to see that. Yeah, I mean, I saw a behind-closed-doors demo, which was done by Todd Howard. and um, Todd Howard's it, just amazing. Jordan saw the demo as well, and from what I heard from other people, like 
the demo was completely scripted, but mm-hmm. it showed off the fact that the game was unscripted because he you can't really show off like an open world theme. game in a demo. Yeah, so he like in my demo, he was just walking down after he started, went out the cave, and he got attacked by something that shouldn't be there, and he was just like, "Whoa, I didn't expect that." Because it didn't happen in Jordan's demo, and then like um, he tried to show off how one of the powers works, like you can make people fight each other. But in my in the demo he did for me, it didn't work properly, and they ended up both turning on him instead. Oh no! I th- and uh, so th- I mean, like the graphics were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like there was a point where like he panned out, and you could see like the overworld, and like it was all done in real time. Yeah, on the map, you could see the clouds moving, like this. There was snow and stuff like that, and. And he was bragging about the fact that if you go to a if you go to different locations when there's weather, it's not like a texture of snow on the floor. It's actual snow that's fallen on the floor and has settled on yeah the, the uh, scenery. So they've got stuff like that. Um, the way they're doing ability trees and things like that are much better. Um, the the menus are much nicer. I mean, obviously, a lot of it's going to r- boil down to what the story's like. I'm not sure but whether it, in would... a game like Skyrim the story is that integral when you've got that size of a map just to wander around on aimlessly. I think I with Skyrim it's much, more though. about like the story is definitely integral but so is the lore of Skyrim. Mm. Yeah, like I, I I like doing things that have a purpose. I'm not so much a person for wandering around and exploring that much. I just... So doing all like the guild stuff I like. Um, but there were just quite, quite a few cool moments in a random like, dragon what a, yeah what yeah. about the dragons well I was just about to say something as a precursor to that he was just walking through and all of a sudden he used a dragon shout which like just was a massive gust of wind that just blew people away mm-hmm. and he just did it and then was like oh yeah that's a dragon shout by the way <laughs> I can do those now <laughs> it's like six people just fly off a cliff <laughs> it's like yeah that's a dragon shout just yeah and then he started blowing fire out of his and stuff yeah um, yeah the dragons like he, he started fighting this giant and then dragon just came along and ate it oh. see that's the sort of stuff it, in an open world is just what you need that's the sort of thing that would keep me interested just wandering around the map for no apparent reason because especially when these events are unscripted it means that you don't even have to go yeah, to a I certain place I mean, to find them apparently that happened in every demo so I don't know how unscripted mm. these events are yeah um, but yeah, you know, I was very. I, I played Oblivion, and I liked Oblivion, but you know, it kind of got a bit old. Mm-hmm. And Fallout Three, I didn't like very much. Yeah, well, that was but mostly broken. Obl- yeah, but what I saw of Skyrim really impressed me. Yeah, I I watched that. Uh, I watched about thirteen minutes of gameplay earlier today, and it. I I wasn't sold on it before because I haven't played that much of Oblivion, but watching it, I think I might have to pre-order it now. And that's just from that's just from seeing gameplay, not even touching it. Ah, oh, so many pr- games to pre-order. So, um, what about I you? Think, I think other than Uncharted, which is a given, um, I think the other game that I was most excited for would have to be Tomb Raider because um, we knew that it was going to be a gritty remake, and they should they should, um, released the trailer the week before, but just seeing the actual in-game play that really impressed me I didn't think it was going to look as good as it did and I know people have have sort of said from because I've only seen what they showed in um, the Microsoft conference um, it looked very quick time eventy 
and people were complaining about that. Yeah, the, the thing with the Microsoft press conference is it doesn't really show that much of Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. The behind closed doors demo they showed a lot more. Like there were a lot more physics based puzzles than quick time events. Quick time events were only like if something jumped you or something like a wolf. And yeah. You had to stab it in its neck. So what was the what was behind closed doors demo? Uh yeah, like I said, they showed a lot of physics based puzzles. Like it, uh, Lara has kind of like Batman's detective mode or like Ezio's eagle eagle vision or eagle sense, where mm-hmm. she can sense like these. It's it's called survival instinct, and yeah. she can sense what things can be uh, interacted with in the world. Yeah, you saw a little bit of that in the um, in the trailer yeah. that they showed. But a lot of a lot of the puzzles aren't script scripted like say Uncharted is, where you know you go here, you pull this lever, you go there, you climb this wall. Yeah. A lot of it is based on physics, so it's almost like Half Life in a sense. Depending and on they in in the behind closed doors demo, they also they also showed the rest of the island well they gave a glimpse of the island but it's pretty much open world traversal like if you see a radio tower off in the distance you can go to it you can climb it you see a temple behind a mountain you can scale that mountain you can get into that temple whatever you see you can get to it (laughs) so is how linear is the story in it uh there are you get missions you get quests and missions but you can pretty much explore at your own whim yeah. Did you get to buy it, Daryl? I did not. No, oh, Daryl was not impressed with the press conference demo. I was not. <laughs> yeah, some of the other games we saw were um, Arkham City. I didn't get to see that. I heard, I heard, I heard really good things about it, though. The key for that was insane. It was. I walked by the, the booth and I was like, oh my, I'm not getting in line with that. <laughs> we also saw Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two, which Ooh. well, we'll talk about that on FFU. Talk yeah. about that next week. Yeah, uh, we played. Daryl and I played Battlefield Three. Daryl was not too impressed yep. with it, but I was amazed. Even and that's because that you love that game. The the destruction in the He's game was boy. pretty skilled back since you were playing as like just infantry troops. There were no vehicles in Operation Metro, which they, the the multiplayer map that they showed off, and they clearly let us win. <laughs> Uh, anything else you what else guys we see? wanted to say? Uh, stuff. I can't well, yeah, like X. I said before, I saw Ace Combat Assault Horizon. That really surprised me. We we I played uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 while we were interviewing Dark the Souls. leader on the, on, on the game. That was really surprising as well. Daryl Lauren and I played Dark Souls. Uh, what Bioshock? else we got? I'm trying to think. We saw Bioshock, XCOM. Oh yeah, XCOM, XCOM was surprisingly good. Uh, what else was there? Rayman yeah oh, Rayman uh, Ghost Recon oh, that reminds me Astaris you didn't put down on the list Assassin's Creed oh, <gasps> that is actually yeah I forgot to put Assassin's Creed in our outline Blasphemy. it's because I was tired <laughs> no so I got to sit in Anonymous <gasps> did you actually get to go into Ezio's memories well Daryl unless Daryl no, uh, is a descendant of Ezio he's not going to see that's it, true of Ezio. course I thought you were an assassin. I'm sorry. Daryl's a Templar. Assassini. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to play the same demo that they showed in the. Um... We didn't get to play it. Ubisoft are very, very strange. Yeah, like, no, Assassin's no hands-on stuff. Because, you can see, you can watch us. Yeah, play. they don't because it's an open-world game, and they demo the full game for you. Mm. They don't let you play it. So it's the same as that. The was The online the multiplayer comments. was on the show floor. People were lining up for that. How did that compare to Brotherhood? Uh... I didn't get to play it, but from what I saw, it looked about the same. Mm. 
That's it's fine. I think yeah, they're just gonna put in some of the mechanics yeah. from the single player, like the bomb customization. I think it's supposed to be tied in more blade. of the story as well. Yeah. Oh, well, we also saw uh, Uncharted: Golden Abyss, which yeah. looked you got it to looked play really, that really good. Sorry, it looked good, but the controls were yeah, the controls best, the controls were iffy, like, especially the touch screen. It it seemed like it had been like slowed down because it's on a, on a handheld. There was a lot of drag with the aiming. I have to admit, when from looking looking at it being played with touch controls, I just keep thinking, yeah, I'll just play it with analog anyway. Yeah, because your hand will definitely. The only control, the, the only touch control I used was picking up items. Yeah. Yeah. Because that actually made it a lot easier. And but other than that, I tried playing. I tried climbing with it. And I think if you get used to it, it will be a little bit quicker because you can just say, like, climb here. I mean, perhaps it's just our it. problem because we play so many video games. For maybe for people that don't play as much video games as we do, they're more likely to adapt to it faster with the touchscreen. The one thing that I did find that was very strange was when you use a sniper rifle, you can't use the analog six to aim. You have you to use, use the, the gyro gyroscope. controls. That's weird. And when that was happening, it was basically like using the Wii U controller. Because hmm. uh, uh, in um, the first Uncharted game, they made you use um, six axes Gren- for grenades. Grenades, yeah. That was always yeah. So it was basically where you where you put the controller is where he looked on the screen. Hmm. Was it annoying or was it? No, no, it worked. It worked surprisingly well. Like, it worked fine. Even on the Wii U, it's really really accurate. Yeah, the uh, the Wii U like. Because one of the demos was Battle Me, and you have two people who are using a Wiimote, and they use the TV, and then you have one person who's like flying around in a spaceship, and they see things from the first-person perspective on the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And so basically, where you turn, holding the Wii U controller, is where you is look where on the you level, are on, where you yeah. look on the screen. So if you turn around in 360 degrees, the camera will you'll see that from your first-person perspective. Yeah, which is crazy. And when it comes to aiming, it's, it's a very, lot more precise strange. than the Wiimote. Well, I don't know about that. I thought it was about 50-50. Because the Wiimotes are a lot better now. That's true. Well, it was a lot easier for me to hit Sean and uh, and the Nintendo rap with the Wii U controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, we had some pretty fun experiences, though. Um, when, I, when I was playing on the Wii U, um, Lauren and I got to play with Zachary Levy, who plays Chuck. Amongst other things. Yes. Flynn and Rider. Uh, he... Yeah. <laughs> he, the, the, the funny thing is that he... Because he was like being filmed on TV, yeah. he he won. Uh, Lauren was being chased, and he was part of a team that was chasing her. And the other two guys were from Giant Bomb, I believe. Yeah. And they captured Lauren, but Zachary was like going, "Yeah, yeah, I did it. I won. Yeah, look at me." Yeah. And they were just like, "It wasn't even." No, him. it was me. It was me, <laughs> not you. <laughs> uh. So. Let's let's round this out. Colin, say your experience. <laughs> yeah, let's round this out with what our experiences, our favourite moments of this year's E3. Um, Daryl, yours was. I, I just yeah, he just shared it, just just it with, with us. It was his <coughs> thing with. with I'd, with I'd already segued before you. I'm you sorry. Ready. I'm sorry. Colin, Colin, what was your highlight of the show? My highlight was relatively ironic because I was waiting in line for the Vita for two hours and I was stuffing my face with grilled beef sandwiches hot dogs tater tots and so it wasn't all while doing any... what Colin what <laughs> all while doing what what made it ironic oh let me get to it I'm getting to it you'd stopped you'd... well because I heard somebody <laughs> somebody say something and I was wondering what they said but anyway as I was saying 
I was waiting in line, stuffing my face with food and collecting me's on my 3DS. And as soon as I pulled out my 3DS, the guy in front of me pulls his out as well, and we challenged each other to games of Street Fighter while we waited waited in in line to play the Vita. They should have thrown you out and said, "No, no Vita for you." Well, there was one guy that there came up so to us and, looked and saw the 3DS, and he was like, "For shame!" <laughs> and to be honest, when I looked around, pretty much everyone else was playing their 3DS because let me tell you E3 is a treasure trove for me I completed the puzzle quest as did I unfortunately I did not get almost completed street pass quest we both got Brian Crescente from Kotaku Mm -hmm. did you get loads of me's we got like a hundred did you get any famous me's other than Brian Crescente other than no Um, no no, well the thing is because you can only store ten me's at a time I got Sarah the beef not impressed I'm afraid (laughs) not impressed (laughs) Okay, so I would have to say my highlight of the show, obviously, would be Uncharted 3. I I I expected it to be amazing, but I, you know, I had my fangirl moment when both of our favourite female characters were announced. I was only expecting Elena, but... I was freaking out when they showed Chloe. Yeah, I, I think... Who is Chloe? Chloe's no one's favourite character. What are you talking about? Loads you- of people love Chloe. Lots of people were um, more excited for Chloe than they were Elena. I thought Do Elena was wearing a ring. <gasps> but, but don't make me fangirl out about that again. I was <laughs> so excited. But yeah, we, we but don't know what that is, means. the question is, was Drake wearing a ring? No, he's not. But the question <gasps> is, is what ring is Elena wearing? Is it a ring from Drake or is it from She got married to else? Jeff. He didn't die. He didn't die. <laughs> he oh, came Jeff. back from the dead. Um, but... Or Solly knocked her up. Oh, well, oh, let's not uh, go there. You're going into really weird fan that, fiction Darryl. now. Um, uh, aside from Uncharted, I would have to say my favourite conference was Ubisoft because of Mr. Caffeine. Oh my Do-do-do-do. god, he was amazing. Yeah, so it wasn't that great in E3, let's be honest. Well, no, I wouldn't say it wasn't that great. It wasn't not great at all. For, I mean, for, the quality for, of games at the actual show was great. The press conferences were disappointing. For people that were watching at home, we weren't really all that impressed. I have to be honest. You know what the weirdest thing for me was that now the the cool thing is for everyone to put these little rosette things outside. Yeah, booths, all the awards. Say what awards mm-hmm. they've been nominated for. And apparently, GamePro did their entire EWE. <laughs> the entire, the entire E3 award ceremony before E3 even finished. Wow, that's a bit. They'd already announced the winners of their stuff by on the third on the the Wednesday. I think. It yeah, was. I think it was the Wednesday. It was before E3 was over. It's like there's still a day left. How can you? How can you already have know what the winners of all your stuff's going to be? That is a bit presumptuous. So any. Our our awards will be in a week or so. Yeah. How many are you doing? Loads of awards or just a handful? We have not even decided on that yet. Depends on who you think. There will be at, at a minimum there will be platform awards. Yeah, platform we are awards. Debating whether we want to do genre mm. awards. Okay. We might so, do most surprising, most disappointing as well. Oh, so many disappointments. So I I feel depressed about E three now. I was really excited before, but then the conferences just didn't really tell me anything that I wanted to. Yeah, hear. the conferences were pretty bad. But if you were at, like, the thing is, you have to go to the show itself. The show yeah, floor I, was amazing. I didn't get to play anything, so how? What am I to be excited about? Other than you should Uncharted. be excited about Uncharted Three and Two. I Raider am excited. And Batman yes. Arkham City. You should be excited that apparently they didn't show Agent because there are some licensing issues. Uh, <laughs> so, any last thoughts from E3? Uh, I think I think it would be nice. We should it just give a shout it, out to the guys at Thunderbolt because we met up with them on uh, Thursday night. Yes, Thunderbolt Games. 
kudos have a good to time. you. We talked about loads of stuff. Talked about the Ooh. show, what our thoughts on it were, our favorite games. Kind oh, of what we're like doing Assassin's right now Creed. on this podcast. <laughs> oh, I could get on with them if they don't like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, your your relationship <laughs> with Assassin's Creed is a love hate one. Love hate. I'm 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 verging towards hate again now. <laughs> I'm afraid, guys. Wait until you wait until you hear my interview. Oh, okay. That I did. Will that make me hate or would, love? Well. It was quite funny because I was having a nerd nerdgasm mm-hmm. talking to one of the developers, yeah. and uh, we were just talking about Assassin's Creed and all this stuff. He was a good guy to talk to. You know, he, he set aside some time to he stopped demoing games so he could talk to me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, respect. Ubisoft <laughs> Montreal. Uh, okay. No, it's good. I, I I asked some funny questions like. Um, what was it like to have your character models actually have to make someone new? Now? <laughs> Old Desmond. Ah. Oh. Who looks a lot like Tom Cruise. No, he doesn't. <laughs> kind of does. In your weird mind. Does old Ezio have arthritis? Yes, probably. He's bad enough in <laughs> Brotherhood with him falling down and taking forever to get back up. <laughs> You'll be gone. Well, Brotherhood was stupid because he's like he's only like two years older than Assassin's Creed 2, yet they make jokes about how old yeah. he is now. Well, oh. in Assassin's Creed 2, it kind of spanned over like how many years? Like 10 years? But yes, so by the end of As- Assassin's Creed 2 he was pretty much what he was in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood I've fallen and I can't get up <laughs> damn you flight of stairs take this medication it will heal all your wounds what <laughs> uh, okay I think that pretty much rounds out what we've got on E3 to talk about obviously there's going to be loads of stories on the site so everybody should look out for that Colin and Daryl, you have yeah. We even fun. have like a massive interview with David Jaffe. Nice. Oh yeah, and Peter and Peter Molyneux and Cliffy B. Ah, oh, I look forward to that one. I have a love hate relationship with Cliffy B. Also, not literally. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean. Ah, uh, outro. You can find Mini Gup in the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast feed, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, pick up the RSS feed on the site, or download each episode separately from GamingUnion.net. While you're there, you can sign up to our forum to join in with the discussion. Uh, we regularly feature threads and um, created by you guys, and we feature your comments and opinions and discussions. So why don't you drop into this thread on the forums and tell us what you loved and hated about E3, whether you were disappointed, whether you're excited, whether you think our opinions are stupid. Um, your face is stupid. Are you going to buy the Wii U? Are you? Are you, are you going to start calling the NGP the Vita? No. Or the PSV. PSV. PSV all the way. I'm, I'm um, calling we'll, it Vita. That's. I I can't adapt to it. I just think PSP two or nothing. It doesn't make sense to me. It's just because of Rai Vita. Yes. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you got Vio, Xperia, <laughs> Bravia. Vita yeah, but sounds it's not pretty a TV. normal. It, it's we've had PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three. Why can't we just have PlayStation Portable like that PSP. as well? PSP, PSP Go. Oh yeah. Yeah, PSP. Why don't they just do PSP Two? NGP was fine, but if they needed to change it, PSP Two. Exactly. The thing is that the Vita does way more than the PSP, so that's probably why they went with the Vita. But oh, anyway, wow. outro. <laughs> We also have a section for asking our podcast stuff questions, so if you have anything you've ever wanted to know our opinions on, or just generally ask us, drop them in there. We will we will answer almost anything. Do you guys have any examples of things that you will not answer? Is Daryl wearing no. underwear? He would probably answer that, to be honest. He's con- he- Colin would probably answer that. Too. I don't want to know Colin's answer. 
Next Tuesday's episode what? will be Final Fantasy Union, and you will get all of your lovely, lovely 13-2 information. Oh man, we, Colin and I both interviewed Katara It Toriyama. was amusing. And let to me say, say this now. <laughs> yes, Toriyama probably would have fallen asleep. He just seems so uninterested. Oh wow. <laughs> Which so does yeah. not bode well. Well, you want to talk to me about my game? Whatever. <laughs> He's exactly like school. Whatever. So yeah, I know we've got lots of um, Final Fantasy fans on in our community. So look forward to that next week. Um, the next mini gut will release on fifth of July. If there's any changes to the schedule, we'll let you know via any of our shows or on Twitter or on the forums, etc., etc. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Obviously, that's at Gaming Union, all one word. Each of our hosts are also on Twitter. You can find out where we are by looking at our profiles on the forums. And we're also on Facebook. Um, we have news coming out of our ears in this coming week, so look forward to that. Yeah, the next, the next couple of weeks should be crazy. Exactly. I will happily sit and read all that because I'm not a writer or an editor. So there you go. So guys, do you want to say your very tired and jet-lagged E3 goodbyes? Well, I'm not jet lagged. I'm just deprived of sleep. Yeah, Colin. Colin was just in the same yeah, time zone. Yeah. So say your goodbye then. <laughs> I don't want to. What if I don't want no. to? What if I say no? I'm just going to close this out anyway. Oh. All right. Well, in that case, farewell, everyone. <laughs> I'm Asara saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and gamingunion.net production. Mm-hmm.